an hour. Let's see how we do. I'm Audacious Adri. I'm a 30-something, don't be nosy, <laughs> from upstate New York. Go Bills! I recently moved to California to cure my depression and follow my dreams. Navigate with me, will you, through all of the things in this COVID kind of world. Okay, so how was my weekend? My weekend was so good. I have been going hard, just doing what I need to do at work and trying to get some content out. I've been working really hard on my website. So I want you all to check it out. Just click the link in my bio on IG. It just says website. <laughs> or you can just like type in Audacious Adrian Google because that's like what most people do. Like, do you guys type in like www like does anybody even use www anymore you basically just type in the freaking bar and the address bar like popeye's chicken or not sponsored i know what why did i think of why did i say that i haven't had popeye's in like since 2020 i don't know why i thought of that but like you know you just type in like I don't know, Trader Joe's or whatever you want. And you don't type like www. And so like, why would you type that in for me? Just like Google Audacious Adri show and it should come right up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been working really hard on that. And I've just been doing a lot of the things that I need to get done. Apparently Drake had a 35th, his 35th, I believe, um, birthday party here. Um, I believe it was downtown. I'm not sure. I just know that like so much was going on in the city. Um, it like, it was just a lot. Oh, there was a freaking another marathon downtown. There was like a bike marathon and then there was like a running marathon and there's just like so much. And like the thing about LA is like, it doesn't just have to be downtown. Things can happen in like any little pocket of any place. And it's just like, it's a lot, but I had, um, some stuff going on at church. So I was, um, kind of taking it easy and just preparing myself for um the weekend at church which was really really great we're we're doing a series right now called yolo which i love like yolo is definitely my era and we use yolo to make a lot of terrible decisions and we'll get into that okay we'll get into that but otherwise on Monday it rained and not just like a little like drizzle like a cute drizzle it rained really poorly like I was driving on the on the freeway and I was just like oh man I forgot about this like this happens all the time in New York and I thought to myself like I uh, Saturday morning or Monday morning it was like rainy and like oh like a little cloudy and I was just like I shared on IG, I go, oh my gosh, LA feels a little bit like New York and I feel a little bit at home. And then I had to drive in that bad boy and then I had to like run errands in it. And I was like, oh, I remember why I left that place where it rains like this for months. Like it was cold. It was literally cold. Y'all. It was never cold. It Well, I mean, you get chilly at night and then in the morning it's... LA's weather is weird, but it never rains. And I'm thinking to myself, yo, I don't even own an umbrella. I'm like thinking like, I used to have like two or three umbrellas. I'm like, I don't know where any of my umbrellas are. I don't have a raincoat. I gave my raincoat away. I don't have rain boots. I gave those away because I was told 
that it doesn't rain in Southern LA or Southern, Southern California. Isn't that a song? In a rain in Southern California. That's a freaking song. So like, I was not prepared for the torrential downpour. And y'all, I'm not even going to lie. I was so miserable. I was literally just a freaking soaking wet monster for the rest of the day. I was just like, I hate everyone. So I'm glad that changed because it was beautiful today. It was like 70 something today and it's going to be like 80 something tomorrow. So glad that was over. But let's get into today's episode. So speaking of really cool things going on in LA, I'm not sure if you heard, but Issa Rae is ruining all of our lives by taking Insecure off. And this is the fifth and final season of like the iconic show that we all love. How dare she? Like, I can't believe she's like ruining all of our lives. But <laughs> but anywho, to celebrate that, she had this huge party in Inglewood called Insecure Fest. And she had like musicians and the cast of the show. And she had a, just like all this stuff was going on. It was so cool. Unfortunately, I had to miss it because I had some other things going on. But it was just like a really cool party that she had. And I loved seeing a lot of the um, press and like a lot of the, the stories online. And one of the things that I saw online was like this montage of the past five seasons and it really had me in my feelings y'all because I was just thinking like what like five years ago I was at such a different place in my life and so was like the entire cast the world was very different then like this is like a little bit this is like I think a little bit prior to um our previous president and like life was just so different right so it got me to thinking like what was going on with me five years ago when this show came out and how did I find Insecure because I think it's very important for I mean this show means a lot to me you know I mean I know it means a lot to a lot of people but it means a lot to me so five years ago for me I had like left the church maybe like a year prior and I left the church swiftly. I used to work in the specific church and I and I attended the church that I worked at. And all the things that I've had, I've talked about it before, everything happened and I left and I kind of kept going, but then I got a new job and they needed me to like work a couple Sundays. And I was like, well, okay, I'll do that. I ended up going, we did have a Saturday service, but I remember that they stopped doing that like, soon after um I started my new job so I did go to the Saturday services a couple times and then they got rid of it and I used that kind of as an excuse I'm like well they don't have Saturday services and I work Sundays I think I worked like two Sundays but I just used it as an excuse like not to go back but luckily I was still in like a bible study but the fun thing about how awful my life was that I would go to my Bible study on Thursday so that I still wouldn't feel guilty about like not going to church fully. But then like Friday, Saturday and like Sunday, I would like binge drink and like just be a mess with the people that I thought were my friends at the time. And <laughs> looking back, it was like, what was I even doing? Because like there's a scripture that says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It was like I couldn't quite leave the church. I was still kind of like foot in the door, but not all the way. But I was like fully drinking and ruining my 
my whole life at the time. And it just like really, it's just like hard to even like think about and talk about because it was just like so stupid, right? So what, like, where was I when I found Insecure? I used to have a personal assisting business and I did like personal assisting and house cleaning and I was doing a dog sitting and and a house sitting job for someone. And this is like around Thanksgiving in 2016. And somehow I got sick. See, remember, remember I tell y'all God be trying to talk to me when I get sick. Like he always just drops, drop, 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 drop. He just drops a little, lowers my immune system and just allows me to just figure it out but it's cool because it it ended up being really good like always because God is good but anywho um I think I did like a like a hey what do y'all think I should watch I got a lot of time on my hands what do y'all think I should watch post on some social media and somebody recommended Insecure so I ended up watching it and I was like oh my gosh wow this is incredible I had nothing else to do y'all I was like bedridden for a whole like four days and so I instantly binged it yeah it had been out at this time because I was able to watch like multiple episodes and I was like this is the greatest thing like this is just amazing and what sparked what like sparked sparked everything for me was the production the lighting the lighting on black folks now let me mind you I worked for this church and we ended up launching a church in a, in a surrounding neighborhood and I had to like put lights together like I had to do some really odd jobs we all had to pitch in to help and I had to put lights together and I just I grew to know the inside and out of a light and I've just been on stage before so I understand stage lighting and I did some um some theater as a as a child and lighting is like so important especially if you are brown and black so just the the perfected lighting um the beautiful wardrobe i obviously have a fashion background so fashion is very important to me the hair the makeup um the scenery the shots look y'all the music the music they put a lot of us on to some iconic artists, to some new artists, to just some different like non-mainstream artists. And the way that they used music, like they placed music was just so amazing, y'all. Did y'all know that Raphael Sadiq and Solange were like the music uh, producers of the show? They like curated the music. Mwah! Chef's kiss! That's why it was so iconic, you know? Um... It just really sparked something in me. Like, just the conversations. Like, you know, they 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 did, like, on fleek and, like, you know, sis and tea and, like, all of that kind of language. But it just felt, for the, for the, for the time, it was just, it was for the culture. Like, it was what it needed to be. And I just loved it so much. And I don't know if I've talked about it on this show much, but I grew up in the burbs. I grew up as, like, one of, like five other black people like black people in the like the whole organization or the whole school for like most of my life and I kind of have like an identity crisis I like didn't like being a black girl because I was a part like look who was all around me I didn't really have people around me that were like pro-black and I didn't have black people around me besides my family so like who am I like who's gonna you know what I mean like who did I have to be like oh let's do black girl things with you know so I had 
I had a really hard time with my identity as a black woman. And this show just like really affirmed me. Like I was like, oh, they look like me. I want to look like them. I want to dress like them. I want to have girlfriends like this. Like what? Like how can I do this? Like I want that. And it's wild because it's a TV show, but you know, media has a lot of power over us. And I talk about that all the time and side note the cool thing is that like some of these people are friends on the show and that's actually what I love about Issa Issa taught me a lot about an ecosystem Issa Issa taught me like um I'm gonna put my friends in my stuff like I'm gonna put them to work you know like there's even in um I'm getting ahead of myself but I binged the show like real quickly and I was like I need to find something 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 like I need to keep well who is this Issa person I need to know about her and I end up watching her um web series Awkward Black Girl which is still funny to this day it's still relevant to this day definitely would recommend you watching it it's like an obviously not insecure level it's very very like 2013 but it was so good and the guy on insecure the the gangbanger he's a blood he doesn't use any c words he's in awkward black girl so it's like there's other people that she puts in like multiple of her productions and she uses her friends and her she puts her friends on and then you see her friends doing other thing and we'll get into that too because that's also very impactful for me I just, I learned a lot from her and it really just did a lot for me and I was really thankful and it really affirmed me as a black person. And I said, I want, I'm, I'm picking up what they're putting down, right? <laughs> so after I found Awkward Black Girl, I was like, I like, I just need people to discuss this show with. And I didn't, I had like white people around me that were watching, but it just wasn't the same. Like I needed to talk about it or just like listen to some discussion and be like, "Mm mm-hmm, yup, yup, girl, yup, you right. Like I needed to like do that with like a real person or internet friend or something. So I Googled and I YouTubed and I ended up finding The Read. And The Read is a podcast. Um, they've been, they've been, I mean, it's probably been at least 10 years at this point. They've been around for a while and it's just like one of my favorite podcasts. And The Read, I, it's just, it's, I have so much to say about it because that podcast is so important to me. But the, one of the, um, the host is Kid Fury. And I used to actually watch Kid Fury on YouTube, like back in the day, because he used to review a lot of the shows that I was watching at the time. So I ended up, I'm like, oh, I know this guy. And it was with um, a journalist um, and a personality, Crystals, and they had this amazing show together. And I just learned a lot of stuff. (laughs) It introduced me to like, a lot of new topics and ideals. And I had like, like I said, I didn't really have a lot of black folks around me. So it like, it affirmed me. And it, I was like, these are my friends in my head. (laughs) And, um, I was kind of wandering and like figuring things out, but it, but discovering this podcast, like helped me find some direction. It kind of helped me understand like some pro-blackness and uh, I learned about activism and I learned about queerness and I learned about just like microaggressions. I learned like a lot of the woke words that we use today because they're really like they're really smart um crystal and kid fury they probably would say that they're not but they're really really good at what they do 
They also introduced me to new podcasts, such as the Friend Zone, which is um, my favorite. Like they're my favorite people, Asante, Dustin, and Hey Friend Hey. And Asante is amazing. I've met the I've met like most of these people. Like this is like this is how this is why this is so cool because I've had the opportunity to meet them. Asante is like a. She's just like an ADD, ADD creative from Atlanta. He's amazing. Um, let's see. Dustin, I have a freaking major crush on Dustin. Dustin is from Detroit and I love people from Detroit. My father, my dad is from Detroit. I truly have a big place in my heart from folks from Detroit because y'all are just y'all are just amazing. He's a beautiful man from Detroit and Hey Friend Hey is a amazing naturalista, a vegetarian, healthy, um, homeopathic, lovely, lovely, lovely angel from New York. And she has an incredible story as well. And she has impacted my life like hugely. Like she has helped me with this like holistic, not personally. I mean, that would be great. But she's helped me um, learn about like a lot of holistic products and healing and natural hair products. And she was a, um, like a Tumblr and YouTube guru. She was like, she's like an OG YouTuber and she was sick with like a kidney thing. And I know her story, like I forgot about her story. Her story is actually really crazy. And she healed herself. And she had a like a mystery kidney illness and she healed herself and she started to show people how she healed herself. And it's just like her story is crazy. So if you ever have a, a moment, please look up Hey Friend Hey. Um, she smells amazing in person, y'all. So I learned about, I learned a lot about the friend zone. The friend zones, their tagline is like, um, it's like, like health, healthy stuff. So who wants a musty brain, right? And it inspired me to focus on my mental health and my physical health. And like, it, I don't think I would be where I am with my vegan journey and with my fitness journey if it wasn't for the friend zone, you know? And that's like, that's why this ecosystem is so important, right? Because the, the friend zone, they're best friends with the read. And the two, the read and the friend zone, they come together and they do podcasts and stuff. But Fran and Crystal come together and they do an insecure after show called, um, oh my gosh, ah, I'm, it's, it's blanking my mind, but you can look it up. And that's actually, that might have been how I found everyone. And it's just like amazing how that happened. And they also embody that ecosystem. And they have put me onto other podcasts and like other folks that I follow and other artists and other creatives and other people that I love, like Shameless Maya. Shameless Maya is an amazing YouTuber who just decided that she was going to be shameless and shamelessly plug herself for like however many years. And she ended up getting to work with Prince and do all these incredible campaigns. And now she lives in Sweden and just had a baby at like 40 years old. Like these are some incredible people. And I don't think there'll be like a moment like their, like their moment. You know what I mean? And I just, I respect and love all of these people. Right. And so after I, after I like listen to all these podcasts like religiously for like literally four years 
it's it actually birthed my interest in podcasts. I didn't even know podcasts were a thing. And now like, look at, look at us, look at us, <laughs> look at us. Now we're on what, like episode like 900. <laughs> Who even knows where we are at this point, but because of a TV show that I watched when I was sick for four days, I ended up learning that there's a thing that you can do. You can just talk into your phone or into a microphone and people will listen from all over the world. Who would have thunk it? It's actually wild how much this show had such an impact on me because I listened to a ton of podcasts and I would say 99% of them were based on in New York City, maybe like one was based like in Atlanta or something. But Insecure was like the main reason why I moved to California. I was like, I want that. All the things that I saw on on Insecure, I was like, I want that. I want the the whole thing. Like pretty much everything that I saw, I wanted. And Issa is like on record saying like Insecure was her love letter, love letter to Inglewood. And it's so wild because I've willingly and unwillingly, like not even knowing, unconsciously, went to some of the places featured in the show, like Worldwide Tacos, which I definitely, from the minute that I saw that barbecue salmon taco in like season two, I was like, oh, oh, barbecue salmon. I remember I instantly followed them and I screenshotted, y'all, I screenshotted the picture of the freaking taco and was I a V? Ve- I was a vegan when I went and y'all, they have a vegan, a vegan salmon taco, a vegan salmon. Ta- this is not sponsored y'all, but I will talk about worldwide tacos all day. Fun fact though, you do have to actually wait five hours. It is a real thing, but you know what? They got vegan salmon. So I will wait 10 hours for them. Okay. You know, but like there were places like Mercado, um, Ethiopian, like there was so many, so many places, Randy's donuts, which like, yes, not vegan, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so many places that I've always wanted to like visit, like because of movies and stuff, but like I specifically went on like an insecure tour and like went all around to all these places that, that she recommended or that were shown on the show. And like, good job, Issa. Cause you really sold me. Like you really sold LA, you really sold Inglewood. And I, I just love how that impacted me. So, so the, so, so I noticed something I'm basically living in and I'm doing and experiencing all the things that I thought of and that I wanted to do five years ago. So I, so I ask you this, Mike, I have a question for you. My question is, what were you doing five years ago and where are you now? And if, if essentially for where you are, the reason why you are where you are is either one of two things. Your fears manifested or your dreams manifested. Which I, I, I can't tell you which one. But e- either or. And that's why I want to encourage you to be mindful of what you watch, listen to, and who you hang out with. Because that's where your future lies. I think it's I think it's really important 
to, to, to pay attention to what you're consuming because what you're consuming will manifest through your life. Now, even when I wasn't where I am now, and even when I wasn't a Christ follower, I was very selective about the things that I watched. I don't watch a lot of TV and I haven't watched a lot of TV probably since high school. And I've always been really weird about what I, what I watch. And there were times in my life where things were a certain way because of the music that I listened to. And if I did watch something, that's, that's, I mean, that's how I learned a lot about life is through TV, unfortunately, but that's just how the cookie crumbled. But if you think about how your life is and you're unhappy with your life, it's because you manifested what you have now. And in one of the montages for the season or like for the entire, like for the new season, they ask these questions and I really hate these questions. So I'm not going to answer them, but I want y'all to answer them for yourselves. Okay. (laughs) The questions here is, the questions here are, if you knew the end was coming, how would you make the most of it? What would you change? What legacy would you leave behind? How would you like to be remembered? Okay, are y'all in your fields? Because I'm in my fields. How dare they ask us these questions, okay? Fun fact, I'm in a Bible study right now and we're reading a book about eternity, about God's judgment. So super fun, lighthearted, gummy bear Christianity stuff, right? No, really intense. And there's like questions that they we have to discuss as a group and I literally am silent because I'm like, what do you want me to say? Like, what am I supposed to say when they ask me about like when I die and I'm standing in the like the judgment seat of Christ like what will I how, what will be the one thing that I regret the most I'm like John Bevere he's the author John Bevere can you leave like can you like do you need a hug how dare you abuse me with these questions this is how I feel about these questions like they're really intense I feel like these need to be in our bible study because these are some really real questions like how does how dare this 30 minute comedy do this to us right <laughs> But, you know, it really, it really had me thinking. It really, really had me thinking. And I, I, I was thinking about like my own life and I I was thinking about the last five to 10 years of my life. Speaking of like nostalgia and when I was building my website, horrible idea. I don't, I don't recommend it to anybody, but you know, I wanted to push myself and I'm making quotations right now. But anywho, I was I was looking up photos and I found this photo of me from college. My I think this was my senior year, senior or my junior year. So like 10, like nine or 10 years ago. I know, disgusting. The fact that I was a senior or a junior in college nine to 10 years ago literally just makes me break out in hives. But that's neither here nor there. So I found this photo. It was like me and like a bunch of other classmates. We were at Teen Vogue in New York City. And I was thinking about how amazing this trip was, but I really sat with myself and thought like, what was going on at that time in my life? So I wrote a little post on IG, my stories, and I'll read it to you. It says, hashtag flashback Friday. 
Almost 10 years ago, I was in fashion school in Buffalo and I was traveling, finding places where I could start my career. I went on the most amazing trip to New York City with my classmates. I was so poor I could barely afford to go. I got offered an internship with high-end designer Adam Lippis. I got that from networking my tail off and my favorite bathing suit designer, Mara Hoffman. She personally offered me this internship. I didn't take them both because I was scared. I didn't know anyone in NYC and I thought, what if something happens? What if I fail? Instead, I took a job at a retail store in the mall. You know why? Because that was comfortable. And when you choose what's comfortable, you have already failed. And I, and I thought about that post and I thought about my life now. And I thought, you know, eh, I think the pandemic was kind of good for me. I know, says no one. But no, truly, these are my actual thoughts. Because it helped. It helped me kind of like YOLO. It like, and that's so funny because it's worse. there's a, at my church right now, we are doing a series right now called YOLO and it's literally connected to this book we're reading about eternity. So it's like, this is all so funny, funnily connected. I've just, I've just been thinking about it a lot, really. So it was like on my heart. I, I said YOLO and I packed up and I started over and I thought, I honestly thought the end was coming. I was like, well, who knows how long this earth's going to be around after this pandemic? Because, I mean, we were all like, wow, like, can we live? You know, like, I remember coming to L.A. and, like, being so, like, staying in a hotel and being like, oh, my God, can I touch anything? Like, oh, my God. You know, like, I, I did not understand the virus that much. I didn't understand how it worked. And I was just so fearful of everything and, like, completely not liked it anymore. Um, but, you know, I thought the end was coming. It is still coming. But, you know, whatever. Um but the difference now is that I'm not, oh my God, I'm reading my notes and I literally wrote, the difference now is that I'm not fearful of, of the end and I'm not fearful of failing. I'm not, I'm not afraid because I already know that I'm successful. I'm successful because I'm doing what I love and I stepped out. I stepped out and I tried something new. And I want to I want to go back to this whole notion of failure, but I want to read through the rest of my thoughts on these questions. And I honestly, I look back and I wouldn't change a thing because I realized I didn't fail. Even though I said like staying in your comfort zone is failing. I actually like when I wrote these notes, it was like a couple days after I posted that. And I thought to myself, no, I didn't fail. God took me where he needed me to go. He took me where he needed me to go because as I was looking through photos, I found another photo from like maybe... I want to say a year or two after that New York City photo. And it was me standing in a freaking foyer in Chile, New York at the Father's House Church as an intern. An intern. I was, I had already graduated college. I was managing a store and I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I helped out at a, at a, um, a summer camp with 300 freaking crazy teenagers and middle schoolers who I love so very much. And some of them I, I still keep in contact with like a good amount of them. And I realized, wow, this was kind of fun. Like I want to do more of this. And I ended up taking this in. I had to apply for an interview for this internship. I ended up getting it and I end up, it ends up changing my entire life. 
And it ended up showing me about gifts that I didn't know that I had and ended up creating these relationships that, you know, even though I, even when I left, we, we still, you know, God brought a lot of us back together. It, it opened up my, my eyes to the gifts and talents that I had. It opened me up to so much and God put me where he wanted me to be. He, and maybe it wasn't that he, that he didn't want me in New York City at the time. He wanted me in Chile, New York learning from some of the greatest teachers and pastors and 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 preachers that I could ever have the honor of of sharing the same room with and it's like my my boss's daughter she's in fashion school right now and she's doing like all these really cool opportunities and she's really making her way in in the you know the fashion world out here and i feel like man did i miss out you know i often kind of feel like i think about that when she when she's talking about her daughter and and you know but i didn't miss out i'm exactly where god wants me to be and there's like even like things i learned in fashion school i was like uh, why do they got us in a computer class? I'm never going to need Excel. I'm never going to need to know how to do um, replacing, copy and replace, whatever, you know. I'm never going to know how to need to do that on Excel. Like my freaking, <laughs> my first job at the church was like, okay, your whole job is going to be in Excel. So get used to it. Have fun. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> When and no joke in 20, 2020, this year, beginning of this year, when I lived in San Diego and I applied to the job at the plastic surgeon that I actually ended up getting, there was a freaking computer test and it was Word and Excel. I cannot make this up. And it is like a huge part of your job. You can freaking do amazing on the interview in person with the with the with the owner. And if you bomb the computer test, she does not hire you. So God knew that I was going to need this Excel class. I may not be in fashion right now, but God prepared me to have the job at the church and to have the job at the plastic surgeon. Like God knows what he's doing, y'all. And all, and we are, we are co-creators. We have, God gives us free will, but God also puts a dream in us, but we can say, God, I have a dream to do this and he will direct you. If that is his will, he will direct you. I thought it was God's will for me to go to New York. I thought it was God's will for me to stay in Rochester for the rest of my life, but that was not God's will. If you know anything about my my story of how I got from San Diego to LA, which I haven't told a lot of people, you will probably think that I'm crazy. But see, God had a plan. God had a plan, but he he needs you to first be open to his plan. He needs you to first just start dreaming. Just start dreaming. God is not going to lift up your hands, lift up both your hands and lift up both of your feet and, and make you walk just, you know, and take you to, to, to go get your degree or go take you to check out the, check out the school before you get the degree or get on the plane and sh- maybe go visit the place that you maybe want to live. There's a verse in the Bible that says many are called, but few are chosen. And what I learned and I, what I learned this weekend at church, my one of my pastors said he, he did an illustration where he called. Um, he was like, oh, you know, what? I want to bless um, my homie. So he called the person and the phone was dead. And he was like, OK, that's OK. That's OK. okay it's fine. 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 I want to bless this other homie. So he called the other homie and the other homie ignored the phone call. Because he was doing something else. 
And then he was like, dang, these, these people are missing out. So he ended up calling the other guy and the other guy answered and he got blessed. God wants to bless us, but we have to be open and available for him to do the thing. So why not dream? Why not say, well, okay, you know, I do like children and maybe I do want to be a teacher, but you won't even go, you won't even volunteer in the kidsmen. You won't even Google the, sh- the school that you want to go to that has the program for you. God is not going to just give you what you want. You have to actually like work with him. You have to act. He can't like he he's got to have free will. Just I'm not going to go down that line. But a lot of these spiritual entities, you have to give them reign to do what you want, because that's not how the spiritual world world works. You have to have you have to give them access and God wants access to take you to where you need to go. You know, and it's it's just. It's really wild to me how like everything has panned out in my life. It's it's just it's just a lot. So I want to encourage you all to dream and to and to have a vision for your life and to see where God takes you and if you mess up, it's not failure. It's not failure because God does not waste a failure. He does not waste a hurt. Everything that I had gone through in the past 10 years prepared me for where I am now. If I would have moved to New York City or to another city, I would not have done well. I honestly don't think I don't think I would have done well because I didn't I didn't have the resources to what I have now. It's like the pandemic had to perfectly happen so that I could there was resources that were attached to this pandemic that helped. There was some leniency with certain things that happened because of this pandemic and it helped me. There was no one like it was easy, pretty easy for me to get a job because everywhere was hiring because no one was working during the pandemic. That helped me. But I had to say, Lord, even like even when I got the the, the plastic surgeon job, I was literally crying like, Lord, okay, fine. You're real. Okay. Here, here I am again. That's my Jesus. You win voice. That's, that pretty much appears every episode of this podcast. I'll tell you that right now. But I, I had, I had been crying out because I had gotten sick and I was like, okay. I was like, God, if you were real, heal me. And he did. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try this praying thing a lot more often. So I was praying for my other job and I got, that's how I got the job with the plastic surgeon. And it just kept coming. I was like, okay, I'm going to pray about this. And I'm going to pray about that. And I'm just going to see if it works. And it's just been me and Jesus out here on an adventure. On a, on a little adventure. Me and Jesus. Just me and Jesus. Just me and Jesus. <laughs> and it hasn't been easy. But it's been. It is well. It is. I'm well. I'm doing this soberly, y'all. No alcohol. No weed. No drugs. Just me and Jesus. And I tell you, I've dealt with some pretty disappointing things. And I've dealt with some pretty stressful things. But God is so faithful to me. And God is so gracious. And I'm very thankful. 
So I just want to I want to encourage you all to dream and have a vision and a plan for your life. What is that thing that they say? If you don't plan, you f- if you don't fail, if you don't plan to fail, you fail to plan. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Boom, that's it. I think that's a great way to end this episode. I'm so thankful you decided to join me today in the Audacious Adri Show. You can always follow me on social media on IG at Audacious Adri Show, on Twitter at Audacious Adri. You can DM me or you can email me, Adri at, Aud- at Audacious Adri Show. I want to also invite you to support this podcast and support my work by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash audacious adri show that way i'm able to have the tools that i need to produce the content that i am coming out with and on my patreon i have exclusive videos that i put nowhere else um I share behind the scenes. I put the podcast out a day earlier and you're just able to support what I have going on. And I thank you all so much for listening and I pray for peace, love, and joy in your life and on this journey to an improved physical, mental, and spiritual health. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon.